Speaking of uh, the medical field, want to bring in Dr. K. He's one of our sports medicine specialists. Get his thoughts uh, on how players uh, have a heart attack while playing sports at all ages, all sports, all levels. Uh, And the Buffalo Bills did confirm that last night that uh, DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest on the field, was revived, and then transported uh, to a local hospital, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Dr. K is standing by here on the Hield Show across Michigan. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, Bill. How are you? Good. I don't know if you were watching it. I didn't see it live. I started to get the tweets and the text, and then I went to uh, ESPN. Uh, what happened last night from a medical perspective, and I know you're not DeMar's doctor. You weren't there. You're not treating him. You're not in touch with any of his doctors. But what are the causes for an athlete? Uh, male or female, any age, any sport, uh, to suffer cardiac arrest while playing in a game? Yeah, good question. And, and obviously our heart and, and prayer and our feelings go out to the family uh, and the teammates and everybody involved in the situation. It's, just, it's horrible just because it's a young, active, healthy person who suddenly is on the ground and, and getting CPR. And that's just, you know, obviously disturbing to, to everyone. And, you know, it's, it's rare um, in, in a football player. This is co- collegiate football player. So he's just a bit older than that, but it's about one in 36,000. So it's not zero. And, and so while very rare, it, it can happen. And I don't know if this is what happened, like you said, in his case, but one of the things that can happen, and and I was with you, like you, I wasn't watching it live, and then I I looked at it later when people started getting a hold of me as well, but one of the things that can happen is is a helmet can hit right, in this case, it can be a ball, it can be a bat, it can be a a club, it can be something else, but hits in the the chest area, right at the the right spot at the wrong time, and basically stops the, um, you know, stops the heart, and then they can restart it again, and again, I don't know if that's what happened in this case, but that is one of the things that can happen, and it looked like that he may have been hit sort of in, in that, in that region that that could have happened. The other thing is, is despite all the testing and, and I know there's a, there's a good uh, protocol in the NFL to try to screen for cardiac diseases and disorders that no matter how good a screening program is, is that sometimes there could be an underlying heart issue that, that just wasn't detected. And that's possible that happened in his case as well. Um, obviously, as we know that we don't know his particular situation right now, um, hopefully he emerges from it and, he, and he's okay. And we might know a lot more in a few days, but there sometimes are some underlying conditions that, that just allow, and like you said, it's a cardiac arrest as opposed to a heart attack. A heart attack is often like clogged blood vessels in an older person. A cardiac arrest is just like there's something happens to the rhythm of the heart and it stops. And that's what happened in his case, although we don't know for sure what the cause was in his specific situation. And and in in football uh, specifically, and also in the basketball, uh, the myocarditis last couple of years uh, that came to the forefront. Now, uh, a lot of people uh, are connecting well, you know, and you get the vaccination versus non-vaccination and look at all the athletes that are just dropping playing sports. I I kind of step back and say, look at all of them. It's not like we're getting this story every hour. Right. Again, what we have to do is look at the data. And, and as far as I know, there's not been any increase in the risk of sudden cardiac death in any athlete, you know, over the last couple of years. Again, it's very dramatic when it happens. And when it happens at this level, obviously on a nationally televised game, it's going to it's going to be, the you know, as everybody's going to be able to see it. And, and so it, it becomes sort of very sensational. And, and it is obviously it's very disturbing. But again, the likelihood it happened and, and there have been some good studies in the last few years that look 
at it. It's one in 36,000 for, a, for a, uh, a men's football player. This is in college. I know he's a couple years out of college. And it's one in 9,000 for, a, for an NCAA basketball player. So it's rare, but it's not zero. And it's just because any time that we're doing things that are active, that are good for our hearts, if we have a problem, it, it can surface and it can show up. And it gives, again, it just is very dramatic in a, in a young person. But again, I don't know of anything. We're obviously something that we're all watching very closely with all everything going on, COVID, non-COVID vaccine, everything that's going on. But there's been no uh, increased risk uh, that we've seen so far over the last you know two years of, of people having sudden cardiac uh, arrest playing sports. And the last two years in connection to myocarditis, which is an infection in the body, and that can lead to some heart issues. Uh, you also have the West Leonard story that I talked about in the opening, and we've seen it uh, with a lot of athletes uh, who just have a heart attack and they have an enlarged heart. Uh, the Ryan Fisher story out of Granville is another one. Because, uh, again, that's on that checklist uh, of, of you're connected to the heart, which really is your body's motor. And from myocarditis to inflammation of the heart, which they can't discover until somebody passes away, there is a checklist uh, when it comes to heart issues in athletes. Absolutely. And like you said, this has unfortunately happened before COVID. It's going to happen after COVID. And myocarditis is something that, and again, we're obviously just talking generalizations here because I have no idea what, you know, if that's what's going on. But it, it can happen. You, If you have a viral infection of any type, it can spread into the heart and it can cause a problem. And that's, you know, not COVID. That's just virus and, you know, type of thing. So, and it's happened before and it will happen after. Um, so, but it's certainly something that given the where we've been the last two years and, and with the vaccines and with the, you know, COVID being out there, it's something that is being looked at significantly. I mean, you remember back at the beginning, we talked about it, all the MRI studies that the Big Ten was doing, which really helped um, help us to see what was going on with people that were getting COVID and getting vaccines. And so really we got a lot of information in a short period of time due to, you know, kind of athletes playing sports. And so that has been very helpful as we've worked through this over the last couple of years. And I mentioned Wes Leonard, Ryan Fisher, I think both died from enlarged hearts, which is something that you can't really see uh, with an echogram, right? From a doctor's perspective. Right. You'd have to catch it if their heart, if they had an echogram and then it was heart enlarged afterward, if, if they did get a viral infection or something, then it, it'll enlarge after you have the echocardiogram. So it can pick up an enlarged heart. But again, if something happens after someone has an echocardiogram and then they get sick or something happens, then yes, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been there when they did the echocardiogram. And unless you do an echocardiograms, you know, once a week, these things can go undetected. And the ADs, uh, like the West Leonard Hard team, after his death, uh, Ryan Klingler, who was his coach at Fenville at the time, uh, the Leonard family, friends, uh, the city of Fenville, they all got together and they raised money for AEDs. Uh, from AEDs at the stadium last night to AEDs in gyms, workplaces, uh, workout facilities, can they save lives? Absolutely. That's the best thing that can do is, is have the ADs available and find them because they are, we'd like to prevent it from happening in the first place, but there's so many, you know, millions literally of kids and adults playing sports across the country and more than that around the world that to try to find them. And, and there are screening things to do to try to do that. Is you're, you're looking for, at millions of people, but the ones who actually have a, a cardiac arrest, if there's something nearby an AED, it absolutely saves lives. So, you know, if, if we learn one thing out of this, it's make sure your school has an AED, make sure your facility has an AED, make sure it's working, make sure it's, uh, you know, uh, someone's monitoring 
altering it because that is the best way because this is going to happen as we go forward. No matter what we do, this is unfortunately going to happen. And the more prepared we are, the better we are going to be able to save lives. Is there any study on how many lives are saved with an AED in the vicinity in the building compared to not having an AED? I think there are. I got to look it up and I'll, I'll, I'll do that and I'll, and I'll get you the information. You can share it if you want to. But I know there are and I know there's been saves here in Michigan. I'm on a task force that looks at that. So I'll see what data we have regarding um, regarding that because it absolutely sa- does save lives and I'll see what the data suggests. And something that happened last night uh, with DeMar Hamlin when the public saw CPR being administered you know it's something serious when it comes to a medical uh, situation, and I think it's important now uh, for everybody. Uh, I, you know, I would think what ten, eleven, twelve years and up uh, to go to a CPR class. Absolutely, right along with the AED is getting CPR trained because it's something that we can all do. And there's now a no breath CPR, meaning you don't have to. You know, sometimes people are like, well, I don't really want to give two breaths, and and that's kind of you know weird or whatever. Now it's hands only CPR. It's called, and that's something that you like you said, anywhere uh, ten and above that should be able to to perform that. And we know that there's kids and adults who have done that along the way as well to save lives. So a- AEDs. Hands only CPR. This is the time to to um, to make sure we're all uh, know where the AD is and know how to do CPR. Doctor K, thank you so much for the update. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Talk to you later. Yeah, Doctor K, one of our sports medicine insiders, one of the top sports physicians in the state, part of the University of Michigan Health West team uh, here in the Grand Rapids area.